Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff on Censor, presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening or watching for the podcast. Uh, make sure you share it with your friends. Do it. Do it now. All right. Anyway, coming up on today's show, the best job ever has a job opening. Those in need can be jerks. Things not to do in the bathroom. Now I'm confused about reality, and I like it. And get ready for a big shakeup in Broncos country. A lot to get to today. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, do yourself and your family, your friends a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauce. My fridge is loaded. Yours needs to be too. Amazing hot sauce. Amazing salsas. Dressings, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. Burns and McCoy's a family-run business, and their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. They're available at all grocery stores throughout the Front Range, or you can check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. All right, before we get into these crazy headlines today, here's what's funny. So my kids are in flag football in soccer and i and i've told you this before it, i'm i'm kind of just getting used to the atmosphere of youth sports my kids are 6 and 8 my daughter's the youngest and like it's so weird and, and everybody's nice as of right now everybody's nice but at my daughter's soccer game one of the moms is like she's talking to my wife and and I and stuff like that. It's really nice. Then all of a sudden I look over during the game and she's like working out. It was just the weirdest thing. She's like doing these slides and squats. And I'm like, first of all, I guess I appreciate the fact that she's multitasking, but it's just really weird. And I I just wasn't expecting that. Then I look across the field and my wife is like, look at that guy. What the hell is he doing? There was a guy with his shoes off and up on I guess a, a cooler, like a beer cooler, and he's suntanning. It was just disgusting looking. His feet are pointed towards the field, so that's all you can see when you look in that area is his disgusting feet. Just people are weird. And that being said, I don't I don't mind the lady working out thing that much because I applaud that. I guess, you know, if you're into fitness, I mean you do it wherever and you don't care. I I really applaud the fact that she just does not give a shit, and she's like, fuck it, I'm working out. You guys can all suck on it, right? Good for her. Good for her. I can't do that. I just, I'm, I just, I get embarrassed. I get embarrassed so easy. <laughs> I just, ugh, no, that's not my thing. Can't do that. But the, the guy with the shoes off, that's gross. It reminds me of that this one time I went to a movie theater. One of the last times I went to the movie theater before... COVID hit and we're in these this theater and AMC theater really nice and it's those ones that where you can recline and you just press a button and the you, you know your feet go out and it's really really comfortable and I'm sitting there we're watching I, it was uh what is the final Avengers movie Endgame and we're sitting there relaxing and I look over at the lady next to me and she has her shoes off. And what little bit of light is in the theater, because we're on the very back row, it's shining on her feet. So that's like all I can see is her little feet, ugh, gross, 
wiggling and she kept wiggling her toes and it was just disg- it ruined the movie for me. I'm like sitting there with my hand up so I could try to watch the movie without getting distracted by her disgusting feet. Ugh. If you're going to do that, you better have attractive feet. That's all I'm saying. And I know I shouldn't judge your feet. Oh, I'm an evil person because I judged your feet. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll own that. You have to have attractive feet. I don't have attractive feet. My wife does. But thats it's just, don't do that. Don't. Mm. Mm. I'm easily offended when it's like feet for some reason. I, ugh grosses me out i just i just imagine that they smell Ooh. anyway <laughs> let's get into some headlines let's go let's go and now here are the headlines <laughs> best job ever this may be the best job ever a guy in new zealand was a wizard for like 23 years this guy was a wizard for the Christchurch City Council in New Zealand. For over two decades, his job was to promote the city through acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services. Now, they didn't pay him that much. It was $16,000 a year, which I believe in U.S. currency, it's right around $11,000 a year, so not that much. But in total, for those 23 years, it's right around $368,000 that they paid to him for pretending to be a wizard. I'm a wizard. Ooh, look at me. Come to New Zealand. I'm the wizard. Ooh. Weird job. You got to be a little kooky to be that. That being said, if it paid more, what a great fucking job. What's your job? I'm a wizard. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, anyway, <laughs> how do you meet women if your job is a wizard? Hi, I'm Carol. Uh, your name is Dick? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Dick, what do you do for a living? I'm a wizard. Okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye, Dick. <laughs> like, you wouldn't, ladies or guys, if, if you're meeting somebody and they their job is a wizard? How does that date go? Does it continue? Maybe it does continue because you're just like so fucking curious. You're just like, how, how do you fill up a day? What is a day like? Oh, that's just weird. But apparently this guy, Ian Brackenbury, Chanel, Chanel, I don't know, he's 88. And apparently he's a dick to women. And he's quoted saying, they use their cunning to get men who are thick. Thick being stupid. I love women. I forgive them all the time. I never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily in the, is, is the first thing. And they'll tell the neighbors and their friends and then you'll be in big trouble. Yeah, so this guy's a piece of shit. Wonder why you lost your job. You had an easy fucking job. You're 88 years old. You can just coast through the rest of life. Nobody's going to fucking hire you now to be a wizard. Oh, my God. What if if somebody came up to you and they're like, Hey, you, 
we're going to pay you, I don't, I don't know, we'll, we'll just say 50000 because 16 is just not a good. 50 is okay. $50,000 to be a wizard. Would you do it? What if you did it and you're just like, I don't want to do it, but it's like, like you're just like half-assed. What if you were a half-assed wizard? <laughs> like, hi, welcome to New Zealand. I'm going to cast a spell on you. Biggity-bobbity-boo. Get the fuck out. I'm a wizard. Look at you. Go eat shit. Don't care. Bing. Get the fuck out. That's like your catchphrase. Get the fuck out. If if it paid more, I would say, hey, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, like if somebody came up to me and said, hey, we want you to be this pretend thing that will pay you if it was a decent salary, I'd be like, sure. Why the fuck not? I'll do it. I'll pretend to be a wizard. I'll pretend to be... I'll pretend to be a fucking dinosaur. I don't care for $50,000 a year. Sure, why not? How many days a week do I work? Two? Sure, no problem. Roar! I'm a dinosaur! Roar! Anyway, you're welcome. <laughs> Next time somebody brings up a dinosaur, what's going to go through your head, I'm planting that seed right now, is going to be this. I'm a dinosaur! Roar! You're welcome. I'm a seed planter. That's what I do. So this is always interesting when people in need are just dicks. There was this guy who was going to McDonald's, and he sees a homeless man standing outside. The homeless man was like, hey, can, I, can you spare some change? And the guy said, I, I can't. I have no change, but do you want me to go get you some food? I'll be more than happy to do that. Homeless guy's like, sure, can I get a coffee, two creams, and a Big Mac? Sure. Gets it for him. Comes back outside with his with the guy's order. So he was handing the, the homeless guy the, the food. And the guy says, well, or you have a great day. And then the homeless guy goes, yeah, thanks. Just in the future, word of advice, I would lay off the McDonald's. What the fuck? Fuck you. I just gave you food. And he says that to you? Hey, we're, hey, thanks, by the way. But anyway, lay off the McDonald's. It's going to make you fat. It's delicious, but that's beside the point. Don't tell me. Don't give me advice. And then, then the guy goes, the worst part is I was fat shamed for doing a good deed. <laughs> by the way, I like doing that versus giving somebody money. Like, I'll be more than happy to buy you something. That's fine. It's easier, especially now because I don't really have change anyway. But this did remind me of when I worked at the radio station. We'd travel for the Super Bowl. And one year, I'm with Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Mark Schlereth, Cecil Lammy, and somebody else. And we're just walking around Atlanta. And this homeless guy goes up to Mike Evans. <laughs> the guy goes... Hey, do you have any uh, spare change, or do you, you know, can you help a brother out? Whatever it was, I don't know what he said. And Mike goes, "I don't have any money, but that guy does. He has a lot." And he points at me, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" And the guy turns and looks at me. He's like, "He said you got a lot of money. Can I have some money?" I'm like, "Dude," I was like, "I have like a dollar. I don't, I don't know." He's all, "Okay, I'll take a dollar." Open up my wallet, 
And I had a five and a 20. And I give the guy, I was like, listen, I, I got five bucks. I was like, here you go. Be, you know, I don't know what the fuck I said after that. And the guy goes, five bucks? You have a 20 in there? I'm like, I'm not fucking giving you a $20 bill. That's all I have. <laughs> I, he's like, 20 would be a lot better than a five. I'm like, fuck, man. No. <laughs> and I look over at Mike, and he's just like dying laughing. <laughs> Like, you fucking dick. Uh, the guy's all greedy. He wants more money. And listen, I get it. You're down on your luck. But I'm like, fuck, Mike. Dick. It's kind of funny, though. I never got him back for that. Mm. A woman bought her nephew a winning lottery scratch ticket. And the nephew won. And they don't say how much money it was, but it's a significant amount of money. Now she's saying that her nephew, who won, needs to pay her 75% of the winnings. Why? Because she lost her job, and he's already well off due to his wealthy parents. And she says she needs it more than he does. I don't agree with that. That's the thing that always bugs me of, like, if anybody ever gives you a scratch ticket or buys you a lottery ticket, what if you win? I mean, it's it's a gift. You shouldn't be obligated to give somebody money. That's bullshit. No, fuck off. <laughs> like, like if I, I don't do it very often, but if I ever buy a lottery ticket and, and the cashier's just like, well, hey, just remember you bought it, where you bought it, because uh, I'll, I'll take some of that. Like, I, I just never say anything. I just walk away like, uh, okay. No, I don't say okay, actually. I'll be like, hmm. And then just leave. Because I'm not going to fucking give you anything. Just because you bought it, just because you sold it to me, none of that. doesn't mean you're that I'm on the hook to give you something of that. And 75% of the winnings, fuck off. Come on. You're just being greedy. And how about this? Maybe if you don't fucking beg for money like that, aunt, whatever her fucking name is, they don't say it, maybe he was going to give you some. And now you're being a greedy bitch, and now he's like, fuck that shit. No. Come on. That's jacked up. That, I, no. If, if by the way, if anybody ever gives me a scratch ticket and I win, I'm not giving you anything. No. Other than a thanks. Watch, now I'll get all these lottery tickets sent to me. You can send them to me. I'm not giving you anything. It'd be great, though. Weird things that people do in a bathroom. I saw this article, and there was a bunch of shitty things on this list. So I kind of went through and trimmed down the list of, like, 50 to make it the top 11 that were on this list. And I'm probably missing some. So as I go through the list, if you think of any, let me know. DeHuffOnCensored at gmail.com. Weird things people do in the bathroom. Read a book. I think, I don't know if that's weird. Like, I remember back in the day, you always had that, like, magazine rack on the toilet tank. I don't think that's too weird. Although nowadays, it is kind of weird because everybody has their phones. 
So it would be kind of weird if you're reading an actual physical book. Sex in the bathroom? It's kind of weird, kind of gross, depending on the size of your bathroom. Plus, other people use it. But that being said, ate breakfast or lunch in the bathroom. I know people that do that. That's disgusting. Not going to say their names, but I used to work with them. Gross. Gross. Hide in there to avoid other people. I do that all the time. (laughs) I got two young kids. What's the best place to hide so you get some privacy? The bathroom. If you don't do that, you need to do that. Nobody's going to bug you. Uh, Sorry, daddy's pooping. Uh, Okay, when you're done, so-and-so's being mean to me. Okay. Fuck. Give yourself a pep talk in the bathroom. Yeah, I think I've done that once or twice. You know, it's, 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 again, you're in this private area. You can, this, that's your space. That is really a bathroom in your house. Excuse me. Is really the, you know, your fortress of solitude. Nobody can really bug you in there. Exercised. Who, who would exercise in the bathroom? I guess I've done, <laughs> I've done squats in the mirror <laughs> naked. You're welcome for that visual. Boy. Really getting down there. And twerk. Twerking's exercise, right, guys? Because <laughs> I do that all the time in the bathroom. Falling asleep on the floor. Yeah, I've done that when I was sick. But if you go into the bathroom to just take a nap, that's just, you got some fucking issues. Answered the phone like when their boss is in there. Yeah, I don't know if I've, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Uh, they also said taking a video call while on the, on the toilet. That I wouldn't do. That almost happened to me yesterday. I was going to the bathroom, and my buddy Sherman called me on a video chat. And I'm like, fuck, I want to answer the phone. I'm going to the bathroom. So I had to wait till afterwards, thankfully, because his son was <laughs> on the call too because they wanted to make fun of me because the Broncos lost to the Raiders and they're Raider fans. But I was like, I would never think of that. I used to, Mark Schlereth would, would call me all the time when he's going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden you hear the, the flush of the toilet. It was never a video call, thankfully. But it was always like a phone call. And I'm like, dude, did you just go to the bathroom? And he just start laughing like, <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Who would take a video call either on the toilet or in the bath. That's just creepy. If it's not like your significant other. Like my wife could do that and I'd be fine with it. But if it's just like my buddy Sherman and he's like taking a bath and he calls me on a video chat, I'd be like, hey, dude, what's up? Oh, just taking a bubble bath. Thought I'd give you a a little video chat. be like, okay, maybe... Subtract the video part of this, okay? <laughs> That's Listen, of people I know, he's somebody that would do that just to be funny. Him and my brother would do, they would both, they both have kind of the twisted sense of humor where they would do something like that just to be funny, just to be funny. It's that twisted sense of humor. Have I ever told you guys about this? I'm going to tell you either, either way. It just, it just popped in my head. The weird sense of humor. 
that to to get a laugh that is very it's just a quick joke but it, it's still you know the dedication to the joke i really appreciate so we're in minnesota it's super cold and maybe i did tell you guys this but either way whatever so it's super cold mark schlereth goes back to the hotel room before me i get sidetracked i start talking to alfred williams and next thing you know i'm like 45 minutes behind to following schlereth to our hotel room so I finally make it into our hotel room. And as I walk through the door, our rooms were off to the right. I open the door and I look to the right and Mark's laying in his bed. But he it looks like he has a giant erection. But it's actually him sitting there and he starts giggling. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And then he pulls out the remote control for the TV and he's like, I've been waiting for like 40 minutes <laughs> sitting here with this down my pants to just be funny. This is like, oh, I have an erection. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the hotel room. It was just funny. That's just I appreciate the dedication to uh, trying to get somebody to laugh. So I don't know. That just popped in my head. Hey, before we get into this new realm of reality that we're going to be blindsided with possibly. Mm, or maybe not. Plus, a um, big shakeup happening in, in Denver for the Broncos. We're going to get to that. But first, since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with premium cannabis products at low prices. With online ordering, you can order quickly and conveniently. For up-to-date products and promotions, head to terrapincarestation.com or come visit one of their six convenient Colorado locations. They have an incredibly friendly and professional staff who will help you find the cannabis products that are right for you. Whether if it's in one of their dispensaries or just around town, you'll always feel welcome and well cared for. You're free to be you at Terrapin, not just because you love weed, but because at Terrapin, weed loves you back. Terrapin, flower to the people. Flower to the people. Now let's check in with Blake Street Tavern. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, three bars, and a beer garden with a 6 by 10 foot TV. In our food and underground social games room were voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. All right, quantum immortality. Im- oh my God, I can't even say it. Quantum immortality, immortality theory. Oh my God, I'm stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeez, it's in a this this lady Hugh Everett, and she explains that nobody ever actually dies, and that the consciousness never experiences death. Instead. Whenever you die in one universe, your consciousness just gets transferred into another universe where you survive. Hmm, interesting. So when you die, you just essentially wake up somewhere else. You just keep continuing. She added, so after the inevitable apocalypse occurs, you're going to wake up the next day in a new reality And the next thing you know, you're going to find yourself on Reddit talking about 
Since when did Pizza Hut have two T's? Arguing with people who uh, are native to this new reality, talking about it's always had two T's. So this is in reference to the, the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is where an individual or a group of people believe a distorted memory. Common examples are that the Monopoly man wore a monocle or that Curious George had a tail. It is actually called the Mandela effect because so many people believe Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 80s when he actually died in 2013. Hmm. She also added, you don't believe me? Okay, it's been about 65 million years since the asteroids allegedly took out the dinosaurs. So you mean to tell me that in 65 million years, no other asteroids have come through the neighborhood and taken us out? What I'm saying is that Earth is probably always being taken out, and our consciousness just keeps getting transferred to another parallel universe and then another one, and another one. For all you know, the apocalypse probably already happened last night. What a mind fuck that is. Let's say it's true. You would never know. And it is something that you could hang your hat on of like, oh, okay, that's... I, I guess you could see that. If you believe in the idea that there are parallel universes, yeah, okay. It's just energy transferring. Fascinating. I, I like the idea. Is it logical? I don't know. It could be. It could. It could I guess it could be. We don't really have ev any evidence saying that that could happen or couldn't happen. That's what's great. You can just throw out some random fucking theory out there. I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea. I do. Because it, it's, it's a nice way to think about it. It's religion. Religion is nice because it gives you this idea of once this world, once you're done with this world, there's another step. I mean, you have something to look forward to. And everything you did here, in a sense, will kind of continue. It doesn't just end. You know, because when you think about life just in your consciousness, just stopping when you die, that's scary and sad to think about. So when you have religion in like there's some sort of continuation and that that kind of does help people get through life well done. sorry i had to get a package anyway so that's what's nice about religion is there's always something to look forward to and it just doesn't things don't just end and that's good and, it, and you have that that carrot dangling in front of you of Let's be good in order to move on to the next positive step. And we don't need to go into religion in that, but that is essentially what the majority of religions are out there is just 
the quest of to be good in order for a good continuation, a, a good next step. This is the scientific version of that, in a sense, but it doesn't have that carrot dangling on, in front of you of, you got to be good in order to get this. This is just saying, no matter what, you're going to continue on. The bad thing about that is like if you're an asshole, you're going to continue to be an asshole. There's a fly chasing my dog. <laughs> He's like this big dog and he gets so scared by flies. Anyway, I, I kind of, I like this. You let me know your thoughts on it. I, I just, let's say it's true. It's good. It's good. You wouldn't. You would never know, though. That's what's wild about that. You would never know. And now the fly's on my head. God damn it, I hate that. Anyway, that, yeah, the Mandela effect. I had never heard of that. Quantum immortality theory. Look it up. Although I went through it all, so you're welcome. All right. The Denver Broncos. They've lost three in a row. They won their... First three games, the ones that we all said they needed to win, three easy games they won. Now they've lost three in a row. They lost to the coachless Raiders. That's embarrassing. Fly just went on my face. Fucking hate flies. Anyway, that's embarrassing. The Broncos are an embarrassment right now. So here's what needs to happen if the Broncos lose to the Browns on Thursday night. Broncos GM George Payton needs to show his dominance and fire Vic Fangio. Not Pat Shermer. Fire Shermer at the end of the season. Just don't do it now. Fire Fangio. Show the team and Broncos country that losing and playing like garbage is unacceptable. That starts with the head coach. Okay? There are standards in Broncos country. Okay? And firing Vic Fangio is step number one to getting back on the right track. Don't wait till the end of the season for this. Start the change as soon as possible. And if they lose to the Browns, you need to start making that first step. So who's going to take over coaching if, if they fire Fangio? That's a good question. How about Ed Donatel? He's not doing anything right now. Come on. He's a defensive coordinator. And Vic Fangio has been calling the defensive plays. Let uh, Donatel do it. So he'd actually be earning his paycheck. He'd get to do his job with a few added responsibilities. That's fine. Or they could go with Mike Munchak. He was the Titans head coach way a while back. Not bad, not great. He was 22 and 26. Fangio's 15 and 23 as of right now. Okay, there's other options out there. I think it would give the Broncos a shot in the arm. Be like, oh shit, we need to play better because we don't want to, the, as the players, you'd be like, I don't want to be fucking responsible for other guys losing their jobs. The Broncos lose to the Browns. Shit's starting to roll, okay? Fire Fangio. Get either Munchak or Donatel to be the interim head coach. Let people know that this shit is real. We're not fucking dicking around. 
We need to be successful, not just average Joes, guys. But this all happens if the Broncos lose to the Browns on Thursday night. If the Broncos pull out a victory, okay, then they're safe for now, for now. But Vic Fangio's on borrowed time. He is on thin ice. However you want to put it, he's just about done, guys. Unless somehow Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos turn around this season and they have a winning record and squeak into the playoffs. Otherwise, he's done, guys. It makes sense to fire him. It's either now or wait till later, but you might as well do it now. Send the message now. Why bleed out and try, you know, just just fucking put a Band-Aid on it. At least, instead of now, just be like, let's just let the wound just gush all over the place. No. Fire Fangio, slap a Band-Aid on the rest of the season, make it through. At the end of the season, fire Shermer. It makes sense. If you want people to take you serious, George Payton, you fire Fangio if they lose to the Browns. You do it. You do it that Friday morning. Or at least the news is broke that you fired Fangio on Friday morning, okay? So what needs to happen? Do it. This is Broncos country. We deserve better, okay? We do. Anyway, in conclusion, if you're being paid to be a wizard, you're probably an asshole. And what a great job that would be. Expecto Patromus or whatever. We, we, we're going to have the kids do some, uh, having them do the fake spells all over the place. They think it's fun. Especially when I say, poopy to doopy. And they're like, oh, daddy, you're so funny. Uh, don't be a jerk, especially when somebody's being nice to you. Okay? There's a fucking fly in this house. I'm going to kill that fly because it's harassing me and the dog. Anyway, karma is a bitch. And so was a lady that bought her nephew a lottery ticket and now wants 75% of the winnings. Okay? Okay. Don't eat in the bathroom. That's gross. So gross. Quantum immortality theory. I like it. I like it. So wild to think about when you, when, when you sit there and ra- try to wrap your mind around that idea of, I could have died but then I just continue in a different realm. There's probably sometimes if you just sat there all by yourself sometime today or tomorrow and you sit there and go, there was a time where I almost died. There was a time I almost drove off the road on I-76 here in, in like Commerce City area. What if I did? And then I woke up in a different realm. Mind-blowing. You would never know based on this theory. Huh. And get ready for a shakeup in Broncos country. Because shit's about to hit the fan. And guess what? Vic Fangio, if you lose to the Cleveland Browns, you're done. You're done. Why would we keep you? Four losses in a row? Come on, Fangio. You're done. I don't want him here. Nobody wants him here. George Payton, show your dominance. Don't settle for this basic shit. Come on. Fire Fangio. Shake things up. Let 
everybody know in Broncos country and in in house over at Dove Valley that this isn't acceptable. Broncos country deserves better. Vic Fangio isn't the answer. We fucked up when we hired him. Okay, we did. Move on. Get Munchak or Donatel to be the interim head coach. Get through the season. Then fire Pat Shermer and then start over. We're getting new ownership anyway at the end of the this season, right? Come on. Now's the time to do it. Don't wait. Do it now or after they lose to the Browns. I'm, I'm call, I guess I'm calling it. Broncos lose to the Browns in an embarrassing fashion because they just got embarrassed by the fucking Las Vegas Raiders who don't even have a coach. You got outcoached by a guy who has never been a head coach before, had never worn a headset before, Fangio. That's right. The guy coaching for the Raiders, I don't even remember his name, who was filling in because uh, John Gruden stepped aside. He had never worn headsets before. He's like he had to be explained to like why am I wearing headsets? Because I guess special team motherfuckers don't wear headsets. He had never done that before. You lost to him. You did. That's embarrassing. Vic Fangio's an embarrassment. I've said it plenty of times before. I hate for somebody to lose their job. I get that. But it's business. And the Broncos aren't in the business for losing. Come on. What's your job? At the end of the day, if you're the Denver Broncos, what is your goal? Your goal is to win, not to lose, not to be embarrassed, not to get outcoached by a guy who's never coached like that before. You essentially lost to a coachless team. You got outcoached by that. Vic Fangio, bye. You basic. Get out. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. Truly appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, however you're listening, however you're watching, and then make sure you share it with your friends. I truly appreciate that. And if you ever see, if you're ever on social media and you see one of my posts, go ahead and like it, uh, comment if you'd like as well, and uh, that just helps the spider web of publicity for me, and uh, it, it helps, and it helps these episodes continue. Thank you so much to Burns and McCoy. I love you guys so much. Uh, Burns and McCoy's amazing product. You got to check them out. They have so many great things. Go to burnsandmccoy.com and check out all their great products. Thank you so much to Blake Street Tavern. Check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Amazing food, amazing atmosphere. And also Terrapin Care Station. Go to terrapincarestation.com. That's spelled T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N carestation.com Check out their assortment. It's just great stuff, great products. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. And remember, if you die today, you're just going to wake up and continue listening to the podcast, allegedly, according to quantum immortality theory. Ooh, yeah. All right, thank you guys so much. Love you. Bye.